Hey, what's up, guys? Trey Llewellyn here with another episode of Commerce Kings. We're going to rock today. You, you guys are going to be super excited of who I have on the call today. This is crazy. So this dude is running for Congress, of all things. But I've known Sean Whalen, the man of the, of the hour, man of the century, for, I don't know, maybe like, what, five, four or five years now? Yeah. I have a couple cool friend relationships. So me and him, me and him just, just got shot a couple times or shot at at a, uh, I don't even know what that thing was, as some sort of like, I was calling on my knees, I was going crazy. Dude, we went to war, we did pretend, pretend war. Pretend war, but the, but the bullets were like real gunpowder with BBs or something. UTMs. I was freaking out a little bit. And so I'm glad I rescued the kid. That's all I gotta say. We were on the same team, we did good. We did, I, we did, we did really well. We did really well, I was, I was impressed. So, all I'm saying is that if the shit hits the fan, you could be on my team. We're good. I'm down. That's, that's all. I, I think we can end the podcast right there because I just Done. wanted that stamp of approval. I'm all set. So, man, I want to get into cool things because, dude, you've done so much in the last two years, three years. Yeah. It's insane. And, like, like to, the, to a point where you have, uh, like, your life has changed right? Like, I think you were going on, on a direction of like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to create. And I want to hear more about that. And then a, a big something happened. And we're going to talk about that. And dude, this whole like pivotal moment had to happen in your life where you had to make a decision. And so let's just start there. So what were you doing before, before the big, the big impact? So, I mean, it was, if, if we take it all the way back to kind of the, like the shift and burning everything to the ground and then rebuilding, is that what we're talking about? Or like, well, what are we talking about? bro? So, so, so the video went viral. You had right. one video that went like just exploded. Yeah. Because you're, you're a huge influencer. Right. But like, like what was your following before that day that you made that video? And then, I mean, what, like, what, what was yeah. that? Like, well, how I was, many I was a dude. I was a dude who lost everything in 2008, like probably tons of the people listening here. I mean, I, yeah. I was highly leveraged in the real estate game. I was developing. I, I basically took all the money that I had made in mortgages in my early 20s, bet it all. I mean, pushed everything into the middle of the table, got my ass handed to me. Uh, in, the, in the midst of that, I also decided to end my marriage and just be a total freaking asshole. And uh, it was an interesting experience, like where I literally went from you know, uh, headline news being this, this, you know, entrepreneur and we're doing these deals and I'm meeting with Donald Trump and, and legitimately doing business with his company to um, moving out of my 9,000 square foot house into a two bedroom condo, trying to figure out like why the hell I even wanted to live. So it was a really, really interesting time. Um, I spent a lot of time in, in, you know, a really dark place, man, feeling sorry for myself, angry at the world, pissed off at everybody. I think a lot of listeners probably can relate to that, especially people that got their ass handed to them and you know, 2008, 2009. Um, and I ended up just really, really, really burning everything to the ground. I burned my relationships, my friendships, um, my business. Uh, we did 22 and a half million of revenue. I had 170 employees. Um, we were one of the largest REO flippers in, in the country. And I ended you up flipping homes. That's what you're doing. Flipping homes. Um, you know, a lot like, like a lot, some of our friends, Mark and Joe and those guys, yeah. Uh, I literally walked in and just handed a, a piece of paper to my, to my partner and said, I'm out, I'm done. And I literally walked away from everything, took no equity, no money, no anything. And I, I pretty much stuck my head on my ass for two years and um, ended up realizing that this wasn't going to help me. This wasn't going to be a very profitable investment of my time, nor was I going to be able to build anything back again if I kept down this path. And so I, I, uh, I finally decided to hire a coach and mentor and, and he, uh, 
he challenged me to do some really, really hard shit. And in the process of all of that, one night I decided to sit down with my smartphone here and tell the truth for like the first time ever. Cause everybody's like, how you doing? I'm good. You know what I mean? All the same bullshit that we tell each other. Um, and I just told the truth and I had 200 followers and a couple hundred friends like every other freaking asshole on, on, uh, on Facebook. And uh, I did a post and it was really raw. And I talked about how I just, I, I fucked a lot of things up and uh, it ended up going viral. And it, and you're right. It totally put me on a different trajectory because you know, I've been doing real estate my whole life. And now all of a sudden all these people were watching what I was doing with my life, not just my business, but like, how do you do this? Like you're a good dad, you're, you're watching everything. And, and this experience that we have of social media became a very real thing for me. And as we've gone on and on and on, I've, I've started to grasp it more and more and more and realize like this is reality TV. It's my own TV show. And what I put out there, I'm projecting into the marketplace and people consuming and watching and whether they turn on ABC, NBC, CBS, or, you know, Sean's Facebook channel, there's content there. They're consuming something. And so I just got more and more and more comfortable telling the truth and more and more comfortable realizing that all of the things that I had done in my past, which I looked at as these huge black marks, these huge things that I wanted to run and hide from were actually the things that were giving me the power to like do different shit. And so, you know, the title of my book um, that's, that's going to be coming out in a little bit is Your Mess is Your Message. And I realized like all of the dumb shit that I did actually had value because I realized now what not to do. And so, you know, young entrepreneurs, all these people started really looking at me and looking at what I was doing, um, you know, not only in business, but it was just, it was interesting because that first post that went viral was about my divorce. And I've had posts about, you know, racism, about business, about politics all go viral. So it's, it's kind of an eclectic mix. Normally you have one guy that goes viral about one thing and then he rides that train. Right. And I'm like, everything we're not supposed to talk about sex, money, politics, religion. That's all the shit I talk about. It just happens to be like gospel according to Sean and people really like it. So it's, it's definitely changed the, you know, the trajectory of, of what I, you know, thought I was going to be doing. And, and, you know, I walked away from real estate. I sold all my, my real estate and, and chose going all in on lions, not sheep. Uh, which yeah. I mean, it's one of the best decisions I've ever made in, in the business world. So I want to, I want to hit, I want to hit on that post. So you went to, you did that post, you did the divorce thing, you, you, you spilled your guts and like how, when did you start seeing like the shares and the comments start hitting? Well, I, I did the, my kids literally, I had gone and picked up my kids from my ex-wife's house and they got to understand this isn't obviously a, a relationship conversation, but our divorce was bad. Like we had two angry people that were like, fuck you, like wanted to rip each other's eyeballs out. So we spent six months picking up and dropping off our kids from a police station. That's how bad it was. And so um, I went to pick up my kids and after going through this process of, of kind of rebuilding and, and trying to figure out how to not be angry. Um, one night I went to pick up my kids and my kids were like, dad, I mean, my ex-wife was remarried, had a new baby dad, come and see the baby. And it was like, well, no, no, me and mom aren't there yet. You know what I'm saying? And so my daughter, God bless her, went and said, mom, can dad come in? And it was like, you know, like, I just normally pull up the curb, pick up the kids, wave, hey, which is <laughs> way better than where we were like a year prior, you know, just waving, hey, how you doing? You know, I hope you don't get hit by a bus today. I wanted you to get hit by a bus last year, but we're cool now. Um, and so she said, yeah, cool. And so I went into the house and it was like just this, awkward but beautiful experience and I sat down and my son god bless him ran over grabbed her brand new baby out of her arms and brought the baby over to me and it was like this just oh shit is this cool you know and I'm sitting there and we're talking and making the small talk and I took this picture with the baby 
and we went home that night and my kids were brushing their teeth. And, and like I said, I mean, I only had, I used Facebook to just like talk shit. That's all I did it for. I, there was no business involved with Facebook. This is years and years and years ago before we were doing shit on Facebook. Um, you know, and, and my kids were literally, it was a matter of like three minutes of them brushing their teeth. I just sat down, I shared this picture and just puked out my thoughts about it, which was, I fucked a lot of things up. I didn't blame her for anything. And finally, for the first time was like, dude, I made this bed. I'm laying in it. I own it. Um, and none of you will have any idea how, how incredible this picture is of me holding her child where months ago we were here. And so I just hit post and it posted like any other post. And I went to bed and it had like 10 likes or whatever. And I'll never forget. I woke up the next morning and I picked up my phone and it had one K on it. And I was like, the fuck is 1k i'm like shaking my phone I'm like is there something broken and that day it had over 10,000 likes per hour and it just snowballed and snowballed and snowballed and, and it literally it ended up having um millions of likes hundreds of thousands of comments hundreds of thousands of shares i mean you, you know how people you can't really track a lot of that because people will take their postal and embed it in their website and mm-hmm. you know then they'll get, get hundreds of thousands of views but um, it literally had I, like within a matter of a couple of days, there was just an onslaught of messages that started coming in. Like, Oh my God, who are you? How have we never seen you before? Will you be on our podcast? Will you talk to this divorce group and this advocacy group and this women's group and this men's group and this parenting group? And I'm like, Whoa, simmer the fuck down people. Like I'm just a freaking asshole who's trying to figure out life. Right. I'm not your relationship coach. I'm not anything, but that really kind of moved me into the, into the, the path that I'm in right now. But um, I mean, I still, I, I don't know where it ended up, but it had millions of likes, literally hundreds of thousands of comments and it was shared all over the world. Um, so it, which, wasn't, it wasn't even a video. It was, it was a, just a post. It was a picture. It was a picture with a post and that was it. And it was just, it literally took me three minutes to write. I didn't think it was a and I didn't even think about it. Put my phone down, play with my kids, put them to bed, woke up the next morning and here we are. And it was funny because it was, it was a truly viral. Like it wasn't scripted to be viral. I didn't collaborate with people. I, it was just true viral video. Um, you know, and it, and it, to this day, I mean, it's still, it's like super humbling, man, because you know, what did I know? I was just sharing who the fuck I was and what I had gone through and sharing reality versus like, Hey, here's my marketing hat. Click on my funnel, go and buy my shit. Like I didn't have any shit. I was, I was just trying to figure out how to pay the bills and, make it to the next day and be, you know, a good dad and not be such an asshole to my ex-wife. So to, to be in that position of people looking at it saying, dude, you're like, you figured it all out. I'm like, no, dude, I'm, I'm like in the middle of it, trying to still figure it <laughs> It's humbling. It was cool. So you made that post, uh, podcasts are reaching out. You really don't know what to do. Uh, so, t- so walk me through that because that's a, that's a pretty cool experience as well. Like people are calling you, you don't know if to say yes. You're kind of going on maybe some of them, but like, when did you, when did you start to embrace it? Um, it, it, it grew and grew and grew. And, and, you know, I'd answer messages and I do podcasts cause I, I, I truly learned something. Like I, I understood something and, it, and, and I started surrounding myself. I was working with Garrett, as you know, and, and, you know, like it, it was kind of, everybody was looking at going, Whoa, dude, nobody's ever had a viral post before. What do we do with this? It's really cool. Um, but a lot of people started reaching out and that's where I started to kind of realize like the more real I was and the more honest I was, the more people connected with me. And so it wasn't, I wasn't a coach. I wasn't charging for coaching. I didn't have any coaching programs. I had no websites. I had no funnels. I had no anything. I was just this dude who was still 
flipping the occasional house to, to keep the lights on kind of a deal. Um, and as more and more people reached out, I started aligning more with like the Jesse elders of the world and, and Garrett and, and other coaches where they're like, look, look, man, you know, you have value. This is valuable. What you did, how you did it, the process and system that you went through, the books that you read, the things that you did, the daily structures that you put in place, this shit has value. So, you know, start teaching people this. And so I kind of did. And then it just, I surrounded, started surrounding myself more and more and more with people that understood the online game um, and, and really started just having them kind of push me into this idea. Like, look, man, it's, it's the same way you go to a therapist or a counselor or a college or a university or anything to learn something. You're teaching people something and that has value. Uh, and it took a while to get there, but I started kind of rolling some things out and, Hey, I'm going to do this one night thing where I talk about this and it's 20 bucks and I'd have a hundred people that would show up. And it's like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? It kind of kept growing and growing and growing that way. But, uh, um, you know, I, I really, I, I was against coaching, man. I thought coaching was bullshit. Like I was the very first guy that Garrett ever talked to about warrior. And he's like, Hey man, I'm thinking about doing this thing for these guys and whatever. And it's like five grand. Would you do it? And I'm like, hell yeah, I'd do it, man. And he calls me. He's like, all right, I'm going to do it. It's this weekend give me your five grand. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not paying you five grand. Coaching's stupid. Like, what do you know that I don't know? So I was told like coaching was not in my sphere, not in anything. Um, but it was after me realizing that I wasn't getting the job done that I wanted to get myself that I kind of started bringing people in. And it's the same thing now, like working with you, working with, you know, click funnels and everything else, like no pitch or promo, but like understanding like there's certain guys that know shit that I don't know. And I should give them money to actually learn this stuff. And it's, uh, it's the same thing with me, with, with what I know about divorce, what I know about rebuilding a relationship, what I know about going from being multimillionaire to crashing to building a seven-figure business again. You know, there's, when you do it, you, you become the expert in that. So I think, I think what's really essential to this whole thing is Facebook is such a massive platform. It's ran by people with little buttons and little gizmos and levers behind the walls of, of, you know, the big letter F. And I think what is so cool about this is for some reason, they, that algorithm or whatever you want to call it, that dude behind a switch got a hold of your post, picked it out of all the millions of posts, man, all the millions of posts, just that day, let alone, you know, the entire year that happened and gave yourself like this audience and it created something. It created you. It puts, it puts something of value into you to where dude, it just created this. I, I, I'm having trouble like trying to explain the words that happened for you to how this, this basically tidal wave of people became followers of you who, who you, you, you weren't a different guy. Like you didn't change. You didn't like become like all of a sudden, like I'm Sean Whalen, like you've been Sean Whalen. So why didn't people follow you before? You know, it's just, it took that post for people to be recognized and like to hear about you, right? To hear that, get that. So how many people did you see your followers? So you had, you told me like 200 followers and like hundred friends. So obviously you'll max out your friends at 5k. So what happened? Like how many followers do you have now? On your, on your page? Um, I've got between a couple different pages and Instagram. I've only got about 400,000, which, you know, the Kardashians are there, I mean, millions and millions and millions, which we both know a lot of those are fucking fake and whatever, whatever, but it's fine. But I've got about 400,000 um, followers through the different pages that I have. And, and what we can track uh, is a little bit over 300 million views of my videos. Um, 
that's like stuff that we can identify and see that, you know, see the actual views and stuff like that. So 400,000 followers, how much did you pay to get those 400,000 followers? Zero. Exactly. Other than my time. I mean, other than just my, my time. And, and really it's like, it's funny because now Facebook's way different than it was before. I mean, we have Absolutely. way different algorithms and way different shit. And I could talk a lot of political stuff two years ago and it flew like now I can't say anything or I get blocked. Right. But it's, it's a, it's a totally different world. But I mean, I, I literally, the rhyme, the reason why the algorithms that day, the stars, the moons, whatever it was, like something happened with that one deal that just, just exploded. And it's just, truly like caught on like wildfire, which I know there's people that try to do that, that try to manipulate it, that try and figure it out, that try and like whatever. And it, and it, and it doesn't happen. And sometimes it does. Right. I mean, yeah. just out of left field, but I just, I, I kind of started to see and I learned and I see now today, like there's a way to humanize, like what I call it, humanize social media because social media is so much of the algorithms and the things and the clicks and the numbers and the structure, especially from a marketing standpoint. But what I, what I help my clients, what I'm getting even further, you know, into is just the humanization factor. Like when reality TV started for us, like the real world and those other TV shows, it was like, holy shit, it was mind bending. Like, this is real TV. Oh my God, what's going on? Right. Because we're so used to scripted, like this show comes on at eight o'clock and we'd all sit down as a family and watch it because there was no TiVo and you had your characters and your thing. And now all of a sudden there's real people doing real shit and it caught on and everybody loved it. And so I kind of, started to see like, I don't need to like these people like me. I'm not trying to get them to like me, but I have this megaphone and like, I can just use it and people will unfollow me. I've, I, I would love to see how many tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people have unfollowed me or whatever. But you know, it's this true megaphone that I can just speak into and somehow, some way the universe collaborates and the algorithms align that people can hear what I say. And then people that really like it will share it with their friends and then share it with their friends. And it's just like this crazy, crazy, crazy thing that, I mean, you and I have talked about it. We're still in the infancy of social media and like where shit's going to go and where technology and VR and everything else is going to go. But I just kind of figured out the humanization factor um, that I really do think people are looking for um, and not necessarily, well, not only just looking for, but really desiring. Like we're all kind of these figures and, some of us are really good at marketing. Some of us are really good at telling the truth. Some of us are full of shit, you know, whatever else. But I just think people connect with certain people at the right place at the right time. And the more I tell my truth about whatever the hell's happening in my life, whether it's my dogs or my friggin' squishy ball or whatever the fuck it is, people are like, I like, I, I have a squishy ball experience too. I like this guy, right? You know, it's crazy. So, so, and I'll, I'll, we're, I want to get to a pivotal point here because what Facebook was is it, it was a platform that gave you this audience, right? This voice, you put it really well, a, a, very, a megaphone. But then as time progressed, I've seen posts where you'll like circle in red and you'll be like, I did this post, they got 15, you know, however many views and then now it's completely gone. So like what once was okay with you, now they're trying to like reel you back in. So yeah. tell me about that. Well, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, without getting all political, I mean, we obviously know where, where you know, Zuckerberg stands on, you know, the, the Republican and the Democrat and the conservative and the liberal. And it's just, it is what it is, man. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg, I know you're watching Commerce Kings. I know you follow Trey because you're trying to figure out how to ball like Trey. So I know you're going to see this, but like, thank you for putting this platform together because it's allowed me and Trey and lots of other people to do some really cool shit. 
but let's not let's not pretend. I mean, this is not a truly organic platform. This is not a platform where you could just say whatever the hell you want and it flies. Like they regulate what's said, when it's said, how it's said, because it's a business. And I think before they weren't really sure where to fucking go with it. It was like it started with the dorms, like the college kids, and you could just figure out who the hell lives where and whatever. It was almost like like a Facebook, a book of faces of people that you could just look up. So now all of a sudden people started using it in this interactive way and Facebook's like, oh shit, what do we do? And then all of a sudden the onslaught of business and of you know money and capitalism and commerce and we need to control where this freaking monster goes. And it's obviously a very, very, very profitable business platform, but it's definitely moving away from free speech um, and, you know, true first amendment abilities for groups or people or celebrities or whatever else, unless you err on the side of Facebook and what they believe to be, I mean, case in point, I've been trying to get my page verified for two years. I've done every single thing and I can't get my page verified. They keep shutting me down and shutting me down. And there's dudes with 300 followers that are a Christian guy or some liberal group or whatever else done in a day, they get verified. So it's like, I get, I get it. I know how to play the game and I don't expect them to, you know, bend over backwards, but let's not make any assumptions that it's actually true free speech. It's a fucking phenomenal business platform though. So do you think they're, they're seeing the, the words in your post or do you think they're, they're uh, transcribing what you're saying and looking for certain words? I think so. I mean, dude, if you, case in point, if you did a video right now and you had music playing in the background, it won't even upload. They literally have the, the, the ability to scan that video before it ever even posts and shut it down. There's how many millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of videos being posted every single day. Dude, the robots are great. They can't outrun my bullets, but they're a fuck ton smarter than me and you. So somehow they've got the ability to like scan shit, pull out certain words. And they, like you said, behind the iron curtain, there's a whole freaking group of people in Silicon Valley. They're like, fuck Donald Trump. He likes Donald Trump. <laughs> Let's turn down his algorithms. Let's only <laughs> Six percent of the people to follow his shit today. Ha ha! We got him, and it's just like, give me a fucking break. Amazing, right? But dude, I mean, think about it. If you post a video and you have ACDC blasting in the background, it won't even post. They just shut it down because you're in violation of the whatever, whatever. It's not like somebody next week catches on to it. It won't even show up. So they're 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 not dumb. I mean, there's a reason Mark Zuckerberg is what for number four on the Forbes. I mean wealthiest man on the planet, you know, they're, they're not dumb. Facebook's not dumb. I mean, it's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant business. It's allowed you and I to build, you know, small little empires, but it's like, it's, it's really not a free speech type of opportunity for me to say whatever the hell I really want to say. That's really interesting. So how are you going around that? Like, how are you getting past it? I've had to tone it down quite a bit to be completely candid. You know, I mean, I got shut down twice for 30 days and, you know, it starts with one day and then it's seven days and then it's 30 days. And it's like, the last time I got shut down, it, I didn't say a single swear word. I didn't say anything. I just created polarity between like black people and white people. And it was like, there was nothing racist, there was nothing, anything. People are like, you got shut down for that? So there's really no rhyme or reason to it anymore. I've just kind of, I've realized that I need to use this platform for exposure to grow the brand, to continue to, you know, do what I'm doing. I'm, we talked about this. I'm moving, you know, from a really big organic opportunity to more of like a business structure and a business strategy with Facebook mm -hmm. uh, and then looking for other opportunities and other places for me to like really say the stuff that I want to say, which I can do like on my own website and things like that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I've just had to tone it down to be completely candid. I can't say, and, and don't say the shit that, uh, that I really want to a lot of times, which, you know, it sucks. It's not 
not being authentic. It's just, it's self-preservation of my business and where I'm going and what I'm doing. But yeah, um, it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of a pain in the ass. It kind of sucks sometimes. That's amazing. So we were, we were at an event, maybe it was two years ago. I don't know when it was. And I remember you and I sat down uh, for a quick minute. I mean, you're always on the go. And we sat down on a couch or something. And I was like, dude, you got this like massive following. You're like, I know. And I'm like, I was like, how are you making money with it? You're like, I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, and I, I, I was like, I went to Bryceland. And I was like, Bryceland, this dude has like 400,000 followers. And he's like shouting to the world to these guys. They love him, but he's not monetized yet. So, so obviously you've, you've uh, learned, uh, you've done something. So can you talk about that a little bit? Like, how did you, how did you start to learn how to, how to make money from that audience? Dude, I, I remember that actually. I was telling somebody about that earlier today because we were talking about ClickFunnels and Russell. And I, I don't know if you remember this, but I think Russell had maybe like, there were maybe like 200 subscribers of ClickFunnels when we were trafficking conversion down in, in, in San Diego sitting there. You guys were whiteboarding how to grow it and the ClickFunnel all-stars and all kinds of other shit. Yeah. That's days ago. Um, you know, it, it started... My big thing is organic, to be completely candid. I get tons of messages every single day from people that are like, hey, I do this, can you help me? Hey, I do that, can you help me? Um, you know, I, I kind of, I created my own live event and, you know, Lions Not Sheep experience and some other different, I kind of look at Lions Not Sheep as like the hub and there's all these spokes to the wheel with our clothing and with our this and our that. Um, but I, I, a majority of my business just comes in organically uh, from people that message and say, look, man, I've been following you for a long time. I like what you say about this. Here's my struggle. Here's my problem. Can you help me? And it's either yes or no, or we'll have a conversation or an interview or whatever. Um, so a lot of my, my coaching, my one-on-one coaching comes from there, but I've started figuring out, you know, funnels and different things like that. And that's kind of where we're transitioning to is going from the organic seven figure a year business to, you know, a seven plus figure a year business, really understanding that the, you know, the tribe of people that I know, they follow me is really where a lot of the businesses come from. And we're in that like phase two now where we want the rest of the world. that doesn't follow me. That doesn't know who I am. It hasn't seen some freaking crazy rant video or bought a shirt or whatever, whatever we want to start going and been pushing that out to them now, which I can't do that. So I can do as many videos as I want and they'll only go as far as Facebook will let them go. But now I have the opportunity to, to, to pay and to invest and to build a, you know, through marketing um, you know, a legitimate, a legitimate global company, if you will. So, um, so how'd, you, how'd you come up with lions, not sheep? Where'd that even come from? So I, I was flipping houses. I was doing deals and, and, and I was sitting around one day and I was looking at a, a European clothing company and I forget the name of it. It was like wolves, not something or whatever. And somehow literally it just, it literally just popped in my brain. Like lions, not sheep as clear as we're talking is like this ball is red. It just boom, lions, not sheep. I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And it marinated for a couple of days, but it kept like coming into my brain, coming into my brain, coming into my brain. Um, and I called my buddy and I was like, he may, has a t-shirt company. He said, dude, can you make me a t-shirt? I want to say lions, not sheep. And I picked out this cool font and he made me a t-shirt and it was like, awesome, dude. Like one off, I paid him like 30 bucks or whatever to set up the screen. And, and I, and I was wearing the shirt and somebody commented on Facebook. They're like, dude, that shirt's badass. How do I get one? I'm like, well, you can't cause this is the only one. <laughs> my buddy back, I'm like, Hey, can you make more shirts? He's like, yeah, I can make more shirts. I was like, cool. How do I sell them? Like, what do I do? I don't own a clothing company. I'm a fucking real estate guy. I know how to buy a house and flip it. <laughs> Dude, we'll set up a Shopify site for you and, and I'll do all that. And, you know, you just pay me a little bit of a percentage of all the shirts and that way you don't have to carry inventory. I was like, done. 
And so we literally had one shirt with one deal and we threw a, a Shopify site up and it was like every single time people saw it in the pictures, like ding, 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 there'd be orders and people would be buying the shirt. How do I get one? And, and, it, and it just started literally as this t-shirt, but it was more of like an ideology to me. It was more of like kind of the second phase of my life where you followed, you know, you were young, you were very successful. I was rocking Rolexes at 25 and, and, you know, building the empire because that's what was cool. That's what I was supposed to do, but I wasn't happy with it. So now the second phase is like, fuck what everybody thinks. I don't give a shit what your funnel looks like, what your business looks like, how much money you have versus me. I mean, the dudes that I rolled up to Boise with the other day, I was the brokest motherfucker on that airplane and I know it and they all know it. And I was totally cool with it. There were some really good <laughs> sense of bitches on that airplane. But like, the, the 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 whole ideology for me was just, dude, stop fucking following. Like, say the shit you really want to say. Do the things you really want to do. And if somebody doesn't like it, fuck them. And if somebody does like it, great. I mean, I don't really care either way, but it's purity to myself. It's honesty to myself. It's authenticity, which is this played out word, but being real to myself. And, and it caught on and a lot of people liked it. And it's weird, man. It's I get messages and pictures every single day from people all over the world. They're like, it's almost like battle armor. It sounds kind of cheesy, but people are like, I put on this lion's not sheep shirt and I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm unbeatable. I feel like my energy goes up and it's just this representation of like, I'm going to be a fucking lion, not a sheep. And, and I knew, I knew when I was uh, two years ago, a year and a half ago, I was in London. I was speaking with Gary V um, at an event and I, and I was walking through Heathrow and this guy yells across. He didn't know my name. He's like, lion's not sheep. You're the lion's not sheep guy. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Like I knew that it was carrying legs and it was growing and, and just that mentality of it. So, you know, it, it, it encompasses really everything that I do now. Like every single aspect of my business, um, every aspect of my life is wrapped into lion's not sheep in one way, uh, one way or another. And it's that, it's that, it's, it's me. It's what it is. It's like, I don't really give a shit. I'm not here to follow the herd and, great, your clicks and likes and things and posts and colors. I don't fucking care. Like, I'm going to do me. And it seems to be working. So it works. It so works. T-shirts. So then, then I'm just glad I keep following you because I, I know that what some questions to ask. Cause I'm kind of yeah. curious. So you had, so you had the shirts, but then I saw like, you're giving a really cool car away. Like, uh, what, what kind of car was that? It was a Jeep. Oh, it was so a Jeep. Okay. Yeah. Lions, not sheep. So what made you think that give give away a Jeep? Well, it, it did it, it just like I was sitting in, in, in Jesse Elder's uh, living room in Austin, you know, Jesse, um, you know, and he's like, just posed this question to me that blew my mind. He's like, dude, why don't you do your own Lions Not Sheep live event? And I was like, well, shit. Okay, let's do that. And so that was born. And like the Lions Not Sheep experience was born. And this private coaching group that I have called the Lions Den was born. Um, but it was just, a, it was just another way to experience the brand, grow the brand. You know, everybody that entered got a chance to, to win. And we actually just did a few months ago, we did a, another giveaway for the Baja 500. So the, earlier this year, I bought a race truck. Um, and I was like, dude, let's do a fucking giveaway. Cause I'm realizing more and more and more people don't care about your gizmos and your gadgets. People want experiences. Like, so cool. You yep. can win this gun. Well, shit, I can go buy that gun, but I can't buy an experience to drive in a trophy truck with Sean in the Baja 500. And it went crazy. So we're like, every shirt that you buy, every $10 that you spend on the website from now to now um, is an entry. And literally, we put all the names into a fucking hat. And I pulled one out, and it happened to be this firefighter from San Francisco. We flew his ass down to San Diego. He got in the car, drove down to Mexico with us. And in the middle of the night, 
got was it one of the pits and jumped in. Did you did never race for it? But that whole experience of like five days with me and the team and everybody in Mexico was just like his his family was messaging me. Oh my god, he loved it. It was great. His wife was like, he can't stop talking about it, you know. And so it was just another way for me to not only grow the brand and market and sell you know more gear, but to, to create a cool experience that we can leverage and use in the future. So now we're we're getting ready to launch another one for the Baja 1000, which is the end of this year. Um, you know, but it's just a, just a marketing idea, man. I'm all about like trying to grow the brand and getting it in front of as many people as possible. And candidly, I like doing fun shit. Like I want to do a giveaway where people, somebody can win a chance to come hunt a bear with me in Alaska or just do whatever the hell we want to do. Come hang out with you for a day and drive all your sports cars or some shit like that. Right? <laughs> they would love that. I think the Baja has got that beat. So uh, what did you learn? What did you learn? What is the biggest thing you learned from the first giveaway? Um, that I didn't like it. That the, 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 the Jeep and the, the car thing was not what we wanted to do. Um, I, didn't, I didn't like it. It, it, it. We hired a company and it was, a, it was like a, a legitimate giveaway, like a sweepstakes. And we had to do legal shit. And we paid five grand to these lawyers and, and there was like all these hoops that went through and, and it was, it turned out to be a total freaking nightmare. Um, and I just didn't like it. I, I, I had this vision, this grandiose vision of like a vet or a single mom winning this Jeep. And it ended up being a sweepstakes squatter who won the Jeep. What's and that? What's a sweepstakes squatter? Basically somebody who, who searches, who has uh, bots that go through the internet to find sweepstakes. And in the very small terms and conditions at the bottom of sweepstakes, it's like no purchase necessary well, they go spend the, the, the time to literally fill out an index card, which it's like you got to stand on your head, you got to drink water, you got to juggle freaking six red balls and, and in order to be able to enter this if you don't buy anything. Well, they go do all that shit. And some of these companies and people will actually send in like thousands of entries into these sweepstakes, whether it's for a TV, whether it's for a fucking selfie stick or a Jeep. And uh, a sweepstakes squatter ended up uh, – being selected because we had no control over it. So when I did the Baja giveaway, I was like, fuck that. I'm doing it myself. And people are like, well, you might get in trouble, whatever. I'm like, I want somebody cool. I want to know that somebody bought our shit and mm-hmm. actually like knows who we are and they're going to appreciate it. Where this guy's like, he didn't know who Lions Not Sheep was. He'd never seen one of my videos. He didn't know who I was and it kind of pissed me off. So yeah. I learned my lesson. Dude, that, like that's the good stuff though. Like that's, that's the shit. That's the value add you got right there. Like yeah. that's, that's, that's the real, cause you went off on a post and like Bryson runs in, when you hit that post, Bryson runs in the room. He goes, you're not going to believe what happened to Sean. I was it like, pissed me off, dude. I was pissed. I called my lawyers and I said, fuck it. I don't give a shit. I'm not giving this asshole the Jeep. And he's like, well, you're going to get sued and this is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'm like, fuck it. I don't care. Me being me. And I was like, all right, how do we do this? What do we do? How do we do that? And it just was like, I just wanted to get it out of my head and out of my brain. And I wanted to move on to the next one. But you learn your lesson. I didn't know that that was even real. I didn't even know that that existed. And mm-hmm. now know that if you do a sweepstakes, some asshole in freaking some little Timbuktu town is, might win your shit and have never bought anything from you. Never, not be a real follower, a real fan. Oh, you know, that's who, well, that's who deserves it. And that's what I want, dude. You know me, I'm, yeah. I'm a big supporter of of our law enforcement, of, uh, of the military. And ironically enough, David, who won the, the Baja 500 giveaway, was a firefighter from San Francisco. And it, like, I couldn't have been any more stoked and any more thrilled with that experience. And I was just like, I'm going to do it the next one the same way and the same way. And it's just, you know, it's, uh, 
it's fun, man. I just, I love experiences with people. I love meeting new people. I love, I love hearing what Lions Not Sheep has done for them. You know what yeah. I mean? Really, it's, it's not a, 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 I don't know what the brand is really yet. Like, I'm still trying to kind of identify what it really is. Like, what does it really mean to people? I do know that I get dozens and dozens of messages every single week from people that are like, Dude, this helped me and this changed my life and this saved my marriage and this helped my business. And, you know, look at my kid wearing the lion hat. And it's just like people find pride in it. They feel powerful with it, you know? And to me, that's, that's huge, man. Like I can't, I can't give that same experience with technology. It's gotta be a real experience. Like people can kind of see it and touch it and feel it. And that's something that I feel really strongly about is, I mean, that's a movement. That's a revolution is somebody that gets behind an idea that I just had like literally sitting on the shitter of lions, not sheep. And it means something to somebody. And, um, you know, that's, that means more to me than anything else. You know what I mean? I'm obviously building it into a, a big business. Um, but knowing that it empowers people is, I mean, I, I, that's what you're living that's, for. That's priceless to me. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I see, I see what it is before, before we go behind the scenes, I want to ask you what, dude, it's been amazing just to hear this shift, this monumental shift before that post, like you were on, who knows, like really like going through all that stuff that you're going through, like divorce and kids and business and friends. And like, you're just dumping it all. And then this one post kind of halted you like said, Hey, hold up. Cause you know, who knew, who knew what was going to happen the next day? You know, realistically, uh, I was in a dark spot, man. I mean, I'm, I'm really open with it. And I've told people this through social media and interviews. I mean, I, I literally and figuratively had a gun in my mouth. Like I, I, I looked at it like I built this huge empire. I had all these employees. I burned everything to the ground. Like what's my value? And that's where when I talk about being in my wilderness for a couple of years, that's really what I was looking at. It's like, what the fuck is my purpose here? We hear that all the time. And, you know, go get them sport. And you go to the pastor and then praise Jesus and do the thing. And that's real. There's a lot of fucking people that don't have any clue why the fuck they're here? And that's a dark spot, man. It's a depressing spot. And, and it is. I, I was there and, and, and it, I contemplated checking out. I contemplated, look, I, I'd done enough dumb shit that if I just left, my kids would be better off. Like they'll grow up with a new mom or a new, new dad and mom and the whole thing, but it's a dark spot. And I think that's the reason truthfully lines on sheep is growing the way that it is, is because it's relatable to people. There's a lot of people like, I don't fear telling the truth. I don't fear talking about suicide being a, a congressional candidate. I don't fear it because I stood in, in Phoenix a, a month and a half ago in front of 400 people speaking, and I asked them that question, how many of you have contemplated killing yourself? And almost every single hand in the room went up. And then the follow-up question was, how many of you actually told anybody that? And it was like two people that raised their hand. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, that's, the, that's the truth. That's the nugget. That's what people are starving for is all you assholes are thinking you're an island. The reality is you're all as fucked up as the guy next to you. So why not just tell the truth? And now you're around a whole lot of people that are fucked up, but trying to go somewhere. And I feel like that's kind of what lines not sheep is, is I'm just this crazy dude who's just been living life at whatever speed and pace and experiencing. And I just share my experience with it. I share what I learned. I share what I fucked up. I share what the, the, the nuggets are. And a lot of people like it. That's huge. Dude, someone, someone somewhere gave you a voice and now you got it. Yeah, it's cool, man. And now, and now you're using it to, to the best of your ability. And I think you're doing it fantastic. Thanks, bro. How, how do they follow you, man? How do they, how do they find Lions Not Sheep? How do they find Sean Whalen? Go to uh, social media. I mean, Sean Whalen, Lions Not Sheep. I'm not hard to find on, on social media. Uh, SeanWhalen.com is my website. LionsNotSheep.com is, is uh, the other website. So you can find me. You can find me and donate to the campaign at SeanWhalen.com. 
SeanWhaland.com so we can get a little plug in there for that. So here's, here's what we're going to do now, man, is we're going to go, we're going to flip the cameras, we're going to flip the scene, and we're going to continue this conversation because I got a couple more deep questions for you that I really want to ask that I know that out of all things that you've shared with the public that we want to kind of take that behind the scenes. So guys, if you want to check out that episode, it is at commercekings with a K dot com forward slash VIP. Sean, thank you, man. This has been absolutely awesome. Hold thank tight you. as we change here and uh, get ready for behind the scenes.